This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. What would it sound like if poetry were to retell the gospel through the lens of the marginalized? Keep listening to find out how Drew Jackson makes this happen in his book, God Speaks Through Wombs. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, Exodus chapter 27 through chapter 28. The Altar You are to make the altar of acacia wood, seven and a half feet long and seven and a half feet wide. The altar is to be square, and its height is to be four and a half feet. You are to make its four horns on its four corners. Its horns will be part of it, and you are to overlay it with bronze. You are to make its pots for the ashes, its shovels, its tossing bowls, its meat hooks, and its fire pans. You are to make all its utensils of bronze. You are to make a grating for it, a network of bronze and you are to make on the network four bronze rings for its four corners. You are to put it under the ledge of the altar below, so that the network will come halfway up the altar. You are to make poles for the altar, poles of acacia wood, and you are to overlay them with bronze. The poles are to be put into the rings so that the poles will be on two sides of the altar when carrying it. You are to make the altar hollow, out of boards, just as it was shown you on the mountain, so they must make it. The Courtyard For you are to make the courtyard of the tabernacle. For the south side there are to be hangings for the courtyard of fine twisted linen, 150 feet long for one side, with 20 posts and their 20 bronze bases with the hooks of the posts and their bands of silver. Likewise, for its length on the north side, there are to be hangings for 150 feet, with 20 posts and their 20 bronze bases, with silver hooks and bands on the posts. The width of the court on the west side is to be 75 feet, 
with hangings, with their ten posts and their ten bases. The width of the court on the east side, towards the sunrise, is to be seventy-five feet. The hangings on one side of the gate are to be twenty-two and a half feet long, with their three posts and their three bases. On the second side, there are to be hangings twenty-two and a half feet long, with their three posts and their three bases. For the gate of the courtyard is to be a curtain of thirty feet, of blue. Purple and scarlet yarn, and fine twisted linen, the work of an embroiderer, with four posts and their four bases. All the posts around the courtyard are to have silver bands. Their hooks are to be silver, and their bases bronze. The length of the courtyard is to be one hundred and fifty feet, and the width seventy-five feet, and the height of the fine twisted linen hangings is to be seven and a half feet. With their bronze bases, all the utensils of the tabernacle used in all its services, all its tents pegs, and all the tent pegs of the courtyard are to be made of bronze. Offering the oil, you are to command the Israelites that they bring to you pure oil of pressed olives for the light, so that the lamps will burn regularly. In the tent of meeting outside the curtain that is before the testimony, Aaron and his sons are to arrange it from evening to morning before the Lord. This is to be a lasting ordinance among the Israelites for generations to come. Chapter twenty-eight: The clothing of the priest. And you bring near to you your brother Aaron and his sons with him from among the Israelites, so that they may minister as my priest. Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, Eleazar, and Ethmar, Aaron's sons, you must make holy garments for your brother Aaron, for glory and for beauty. You are to speak to all who are specially skilled, whom I have filled with the spirit of wisdom, so that they may make Aaron's garments to set him apart to minister as my priest. Now these are the garments that they are to make: a breastpiece, an ephod. A robe, a fitted tunic, a turban, and a sash. They are to make holy garments for your brother Aaron and for his sons, that they may minister as my priest. The artisans are to use the gold, blue, purple, scarlet, and fine linen. They are to make the ephod of gold, blue, purple, scarlet, and fine twisted linen. The work of an artistic designer. It is to have two shoulder pieces attached to two of its corners, so it can be joined together. The artistically woven waistband of the ephod that is on it is to be like it, of one piece with the ephod, of gold, blue, purple, scarlet, and fine twisted linen. You are to take two onyx stones and engrave on them the names of the sons of Israel, six of their names on one stone, and the six remaining names on the second stone. According to the order of their birth, you are to engrave the two stones with the names of the sons of Israel, with the work of an engraver in stone, like the engravings of a seal. You are to have them set in gold filigree settings. You are to put the two stones on the shoulders of the ephod, stones of memorial for the sons of Israel, and Aaron will bear their names before the Lord on his two shoulders for a memorial. You are to make filigree settings of gold 
and two braided chains of pure gold, like a cord, and attach the chains to the settings. You are to make a breastpiece for use in making decisions. The work of an artistic designer, you are to make it in the same fashion as the ephod. You are to make it of gold, blue, purple, scarlet, and fine twisted linen. It is to be square when doubled, nine inches long and nine inches wide. You are to set it in a setting for stones, four rows of stones, a row with a ruby, a topaz, and a beryl, the first row, and the second row, a turquoise, a sapphire, and an emerald, and the third row, a jacinth, an agate, and an amethyst, and the fourth row, a chrysolite, and an onyx, and a jasper. They are to be enclosed in gold in their filigree settings. The stones are to be for the names of the sons of Israel. Twelve, according to the number of their names, each name according to the twelve tribes is to be like the engravings of a seal. You are to make for the breastpiece braided chains like cords of pure gold, and you are to make for the breastpiece two gold rings and attach the two rings to the upper two ends of the breastpiece. You are to attach the two gold chains to the two rings at the ends of the breastpiece. The other two ends of the two chains you will attach to the two settings and then attach them to the shoulder pieces of the ephod at the front of it. You are to make two rings of gold and put them on the other two ends of the breastpiece. On its edge, that is on the inner side of the ephod. You are to make two more gold rings and attach them to the bottom of the two shoulder pieces on the front of the ephod, close to the juncture about the waistband of the ephod. They are to tie the breastpiece by its rings to the rings of the ephod by blue cord, so that it may be above the waistband of the ephod, and so that the breastpiece will not be loose from the ephod. Aaron will bear the names of the sons of Israel in the breastpiece of decision over his heart when he goes into the holy place for a memorial before the Lord continually. You are to put the Urim and the Thummim into the breastpiece of decision. They are to be over Aaron's heart when he goes in before the Lord. Aaron is to bear the decisions of the Israelites over his heart before the Lord continually. You are to make the robe of the ephod completely blue. There is to be an opening in its top in the center of it, with an edge all around the opening, the work of a weaver, like the opening of a collar, so that it cannot be torn. You are to make pomegranates of blue, purple, and scarlet all around its hem and bells of gold between them all around. The pattern is to be a gold bell and a pomegranate, a gold bell and a pomegranate all around the hem of the robe. The robe is to be on Aaron as he ministers, and his sound will be heard when he enters the holy place before the Lord, and when he leaves, so that he does not die. You are to make a plate of pure gold and engrave on it the way a seal is engraved, holiness to the Lord. You are to attach to it a blue cord so that it will be on the turban. It is to be on the front of the turban. It will be on Aaron's forehead, and Aaron will bear the inequity of the holy things, which the Israelites are to sanctify by all their holy gifts. It will always be on his forehead for their acceptance before the Lord.
you are to weave the tunic of fine linen and make the turban of fine linen and make the sash the work of an embroiderer. For Aaron's sons, you are to make tunics, sashes, and headbands for glory and for beauty. You are to clothe them, your brother Aaron and his sons with him, and anoint them and ordain them and set them apart as holy, so that they may minister as my priest. Make for them linen undergarments to cover their naked bodies. They must cover from the waist to the thighs. These must be on Aaron and his sons when they enter the tent of meeting, or when they approach the altar to minister in the holy place, so that they bear no inequity and die. It is to be a perpetual ordinance for him and for his descendants after him. New Testament Reading Mark chapter 4 verses 10 through 20 The Purpose of Parables When he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parables. He said to them, The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to those outside, everything is in parables, so that although they look, they may look but not see, and although they hear, they may hear but not understand, so they may not repent and be forgiven. He said to them, Don't you understand this parable? Then how will you understand any parable? The sower sows the word. These are the ones on the path where the word is sown. Whenever they hear, immediately Satan comes and snatches the word that was sown in them. These are the ones sown on rocky ground. As soon as they hear the word, they receive it with joy. But they have no root in themselves and do not endure. Then when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, immediately they fall away. Others are the ones sown among thorns. They are those who hear the word, but worldly cares, the seductiveness of wealth, and the desire for other things come in and choke the word, and it produces nothing. But these are the ones sown on good soil. They hear the word and receive it and bear fruit. One thirty times as much, one sixty, and one a hundred. Luke chapter 8 verses 9 through 18. Then his disciples asked him what this parable meant. He said, You have been given the opportunity to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. But for others they are in parables, so that although they see, they may not see, and although they hear, they may not understand. Now the parable means this. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rock are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in a time of testing, fall away. As for the seed that fell among thorns, these are the ones who hear. But as they go on their way, they are choked by the worries and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. But as for the seed that landed on good soil, these are the ones who, 
after hearing the word, cling to it, with an honest and good heart, and bear fruit with steadfast endurance, showing the light. No one lights a lamp and then covers it with a jar, or puts it under a bed, but puts it on a lampstand, so that those who come in can see the light. For nothing is hidden that will not be revealed, and nothing concealed that will not be made known and brought to light. So listen carefully. For whoever has will be given more. But whoever does not have, even what he thinks he has, will be taken from him. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Heavenly Father, we thank you, O Lord, that you are a God of the fine details. So often when we look at parts of the, the Old Testament, especially, we can feel confused, overwhelmed, puzzled, maybe even apathetic about some of the intricate details that are there. God, we thank you, though, that in going through those details, we see that they are set according to your perfect will and mission. And it also reminds us in a very real way, right here and right now, that you are a God of the details, that you're mindful of the large and small matters of our life. We thank you, O oh God, for the reminder that you are God and God alone, and that you get to tell us how to worship you. God, forgive us for when we take your worship onto our own terms. When we do that, oh God, we are worshiping our own opinions and ideas. But Lord, forgive us and create in us a new heart where we would seek to worship you in spirit and in truth according to your will and your desires, oh God. We pray, O oh God, that we indeed are the good soil that your word is planted into. And we recognize the deep temptation when desire for wealth and status and when turbulation and testing and frustration and heartbreak and confusion are amongst us, how easy it is and how easy it seems to fall away, to be unrooted. We pray right now by the power of the Holy Spirit that all those who are listening, that you would make our roots to grow deeper and deeper and deeper into that good, holy soil. Let your word never come back void in our lives. Continue to grow us up and mature us in the faith. Your word will not return void. And we pray, O oh God, that we would be people that move from, from milk into the childish things to meat and the substantive things. On Christ the solid rock we stand, for all other ground is sinking sand. It is in your name that we pray and we entrust ourselves today. Amen. I want to tell you about a one-of-a-kind book. There really is nothing like it. God Speaks Through Wombs by Drew Jackson is a collection of poetry that explores the first eight chapters of the Gospel of Luke. Drew uses poetry to retell scripture through the lens of the marginalized, and he centers on themes found throughout scripture, such as justice, 
lament, and hope. It's powerful. It's prophetic. It's poetry that reminds us of God's liberation and love for the oppressed found throughout the Gospels. Get your copy of God Speaks Through Wombs by Drew Jackson today at ivypress.com. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, the word. That's code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at ivypress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Got something to say